December 5th, 2005. It's Watt from Pedro show.
listening to the music of John Coltrane. And of course, we're broadcasting direct from the Half Note Club here at Hudson and Spring. Portraits and Jazz with a live stereo remote broadcast. Coltrane will be back with us next Friday night. And he'll be appearing here, as I had mentioned before, up until April the 4th. I want to mention that part of the cause of this stereo remote broadcast are betrayed by the Half Note Club, remote engineering by Sid Simon, Bob Deitch, and Ron Sims. This is Alan Grant. I'll be looking forward well, to playing some of the big band sounds for you tomorrow night from 10 until midnight. And, of course, Portraits and Jazz, Monday through Friday from 11.15 until midnight. Have a nice night and stay beautiful. November 28, 2005, here's Lee Ronaldo. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, yeah. <laughs> First time for both of us. No, second for me. Wow. Yeah, we've been here before. 2000 we played here. We played some big festival called the Free Jazz Festival. And we thought it was going to be all free jazz cats. It turns out it's the name of the cigarette brand down here. So, But yeah, this is our second trip here, so it's been pretty fun. You're first. Cool, huh? Yeah, yeah. They call Rio the magical city. Well, something very uh, special about this place yeah, that you didn't like feel it. in Sao Paulo in a way. Even though Sao Paulo is a cool city, it's a you know big, dirty type city, city. And this place has got something special going on. Absolutely, the geography, right? Yeah, the geography, the, the lifestyle, the people. It's trippy too. Yeah. That's neat. Up the mountain, you see down all the things. Um, well, what's the difference between that gig and this gig? Sao Paulo and here? 2000. 2000? 2005. Well, I don't know. You know, I always feel a little bit shortchanged when we come down here playing gigs because you're always playing these giant gigs in front of a million people and, you know, they've been waiting forever to see you and you wish they could have a theater show or a club show or something like that to really know what you're about but you end up playing these big sort of corporate sponsored gigs and it's the only way to get here so on that level it's fun to do but i always feel like i always wish we could give more to, to the crowds here than you can 2000 was four no jim was here too it was the very, very beginning of jim yeah and so that's funny because south america bit. has has bookended our gym period pretty much yeah last night was the last show with jim o'rourke he's moving to Japan for a while. He's forming a jam band. Uh, Ridiculous Juice, I think it's called. He's very serious about that. He's he's wearing the jam band kind of hat now, that like peaked, like old-fashioned Dylan cap or whatever. And uh, he's going off to Japan to pursue his dreams of cinema and just other stuff. And so we're going to be a quartet again, go into the studio in two weeks, start recording our new stuff. Quartet style should be interesting. Do you have a title? No, no title. Titles come late for the album. We got song titles, but not album titles. A couple of goofy ones, but nothing for real. Think a little different than the nurse? Yeah, I think it'll be different. I think it'll be quite different, just partly because it's the four of us, partly because we're going to work in a totally different sort of method than we have been lately. You know, we have our own studio in New York that's, that we still have for the moment. I don't know how much longer we're going to have it. Cause Murray? Yeah, Murray Street. But we're going to do this one at other studios and we're going to do Walter. it. 
Walter Sears place. And we're going to do it more piecemeal. We're going to do like weekends because of the way we live now with those guys in Massachusetts and us in New York. So we're going to do like Friday, Saturday, Sunday to go away, do another Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go away for three weeks, do some more stuff and do it in a more, you know, do, tackle a couple songs at a time. So it'll be very different sort of method of working in that regard. Very you cool. bring back tunes to every Sonic record. Sometimes, sometimes. Well, at you least know, one. Yeah, one singing. You know, yeah, usually, usually. I think there'll probably be one on the next record. I'm not sure. I've got a couple things up my sleeve right now, but uh, no, I think I always think our best stuff is the stuff we write collaboratively. You know, people bring in these nuggets, as Thurston said, or whatever. But uh, you know, we work them over a lot in the studio, and we get further. And sometimes we we do more of that. Sometimes we do less of that. You know. Um, I think Thurston's got a batch of stuff that he really started on for this record that he's you know, real kernels of good stuff, so see what goes on. Yeah. What about uh, your records? Lee Ronaldo record? You know what? You mean like a song record? Or any old record? A Lee record. Well, I've, there's a bunch of, there's always stuff in the works with the way we work, you know? We, we toured all summer, mostly in Europe this year. We did a lot of stuff in Europe because we didn't tour there last year. And then uh, after the summer was over, we kind of all had other stuff to do, sort of extracurricular activities to do. Kim and I both had uh, art show stuff to do. Uh, she, she did this performance piece. Did she tell you about it, The Perfect Partner? Okay, and I've got a, 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 a gallery show in New York right now with Leah. It's just opened about uh, three weeks ago. It's going on until uh, early January. Um, you can find out information about it on our website or on, it's called Gigantic Art Space, gigantecartspace.com. And it's a, did you ever see the, the performance thing Leah and I do with her films? And me playing guitar and reading out of my books and stuff like that. You come not, to our town and did uh, Well, a long, long time ago with, uh, with uh, Ray Manzarek and Michael McClure a million years ago. But no, we haven't done much on the West Coast, but we do this performance thing. She's got these two film projectors that she shoots the film in a special way, projects it in a special way. She's kind of, it's kind of an improvisational projection in a way, you might say, the way you, the way you might do an improv gig. She does that with the film. I'm on stage, I got some tape tracks and some guitars, sometimes other players, and I'm reading sort of poems and texts out of these books that I do. And we do this, this sort of thing, it's called Drift. It's like an hour long. So this gallery asked us to do a, make a version of it that was a, like a cinema installation, kind of. So we spent a lot of the last year working on this piece, like filming, the, uh, filming us doing, doing it live, and then cutting it up in, in the computer and whatnot. So it, the gallery has a, a sort of a cinema in the back where they've got this, this thing installed. It's two screens, it's me talking and playing the music, it's all uh, 5.1 surround sound music and, and Leah's two film projections. And then we've got the rest of the gallery full of drawings that we've both done and like works on paper that are photo her photos with some of my poems written on top of them and stuff and a couple sculptures that I did and some other different stuff, you know, visual art. Stuff I studied before, you know, while I was stuff I studied in, in university, in college. Um, stuff that both Kim and I sort of studied and worked on a lot in that period that we're, we're sort of starting to get back to now. So we took this break off because we had this, Leah and I had this gallery show in New York and uh, Kim had this theater performance thing and then, and then a, a visual art thing after that, a gallery installation. So life's been real busy with other stuff at the moment. And you know the the gallery. I did a we did a performance in the gallery. I've got this trio that I play with on occasion. This fellow from 
New Zealand that lives in New York named David Watson. He plays bagpipes. New Zealander. And he plays them sometimes with like uh, contact mics and electronics, but sometimes just acoustically. And this drummer from Australia named Tony Buck, who plays in this group called The Necks. Did you ever hear of them? They're kind of like a rock and roll improv group or something. I've actually never heard them live. They've been around in Australia for like 20 years. They go out and they play one long number, like 60 minutes long, and it's always all improv, and it's always, but it's kind of a rock and roll thing. It's not a free, free thing, you know? It's got that kind of a beat behind it and stuff. And he's a great drummer. So we do this trio we call Glacial, and it's all about long tones and like shifting, like almost tectonic kind of like slabs of music over each other with the bagpipes doing their drone and Tony playing some beats and me playing improv on the guitar. And so we played in the gallery this last week, right before I came here to Brazil, which was really cool, with Leah projecting two, two film projectors, a crowd of people squashed into this little space. It was very, very cool. And we just, so we just recorded this, this, this trio for our new record uh, right before I came here, did some recording. So it's, I guess it'll be called Glacial. You know, but there's always different record things coming out. I think... Uh, you know, one of the things we did with this gallery show is we made this, this film work as a DVD. So it's coming out through Plexifilm, which we were talking about earlier. They, the gallery made this, this catalog, sort of like a full-color book with my poems and Leah's pictures, and, and then a DVD in the same thing, where you can pop it in at home and watch the thing. And uh, so that's got a lot of music on it that I made in the last year, an hours-long piece of music, like sort of a composition for this DVD thing. And so that's going to come out as, a, as an audio recording as well. Um, what about when you're on your own, like the Infinity thing from a long time? Well, this is kind of an extension of all that stuff, because I'm mixing tapes, I'm, I'm throwing in some poems on occasion, and making these sort of soundscapes, you know? You made some books. Yeah, yeah, got a bunch of books. And new ones in the pipe? There's just a couple small sort of what they call chapbooks you know like folded and stapled kind of stuff in the in at the moment but I had a pretty recent new one called lengths and breaths that came out on this press in uh, in Massachusetts called water row they did Thurston's book that Alabama wild man you ever see that one they did that so mine's called lengths and breaths lengths and breaths long long pieces and short pieces you know a section of like short like you know two inches of type and then those are the breaths and a section of lengthier ones and a photographer from D.C., really cool woman, Cynthia Connolly. You ever run across yeah. her? She took all the D.C. punk pictures, that, that uh, band in D.C. book. Yeah, 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 very good friend of Ian's. She did all the pictures in it. It's all southwest desert landscapes that she shot, like cactus and yucca and stuff like that. Really beautiful pictures and pictures out the windows of old, like, old, like junky hotel rooms, like through the blinds and stuff like that. Really, really nice. So Cynthia is an old friend of mine, and we share this interest in photography and a certain kind of photographic technique, and so we became friends. And so she did uh, the stuff for the new book. It came out like six months ago or something like that. Oh, man. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, Leah and I still have this book of all of our journals from when we traveled a bunch in Morocco. And Yeah, Tourspiel book. Moroccan journals, it's called. We did a little excerpt that came out really beautifully, but we're still trying to find someone to do the full thing tons of pictures of everything we saw over there you know we went to little villages without running water and spent the night and played with local musicians and stuff like that and smoked the keef you know out of the big long pipes with the clay bowls you know footsteps of William Burroughs and Brian Geisen and Paul Bowles you know all those people 
Uh, did you ever read Sheltering Sky? No, I know about it. I got it. And that is a book. It took me so long to get into that book. And it totally turned my world around the same way that Kerouac and, and all those guys, Ginsburg and Bose, did, you know, many years earlier. I and mean, I guess Paul Bowles is kind of auxiliary to those people or whatever. He's a tangent tangent to those guys, right? But that book was so amazing. And I, it took me forever to start to read it. And Leah had this copy of it, like paperback copy, that she had lent to a friend of hers who took it to Morocco to read it there, like it had sand in it and stuff like that from the dunes. And um, started reading this book. It was a weird experience, like three or four hundred page book. I'm reading, I'm like 40 pages in, just kind of reading. It's not doing anything for me. 60 pages in, nothing happening, 80 pages. All of a sudden, somewhere between like 80 and 100 pages, something snapped and I figured out the key to the, the code to the book or something like that. And it was like the book like wrapped its fingers around my brain at that moment. And the rest of the book was like the most intense experience. It just like, it all fell into place. I figured out where he was coming from. And it was such an incredible read. You gotta read, I gotta it. read. It's, a, it's an amazing book. It really took me, a, he's such a dry, English kind of guy. He's not English. He's American, but yeah. he's got such a dry, like old world privilege. You know, he was a privileged uh, background and stuff. Also a composer of yeah. note in the 30s and 40s, I guess. But when I finally got it, I mean, what a what an outlook on life. Completely unsentimental. Completely looking straight. Down the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I mean, you know, I got to tell you like, this thing. This this life in three acts. I actually just titled an email that, that I wrote to my good buddies that I've known since like 12, 13 years old. I got two or three buddies from that time that were still really tight and talk about, you know, what the fuck's going on in, in our lives and stuff. And we're all, one's a doctor, one's a carpenter, a stage builder, one's a psychiatrist, you know, all different Jews, two Jews, two Catholic guys. And, and uh, we're all about to be 50, right? You're getting there. It's no joke. And we're talking. I just started. Something's been running around my mind the last couple of years. I haven't been able to put my finger on. It. I think, and I just did in this simplistic way, like life in three acts. You know, like what does the next section hold? Like if we're 50, 50 to 70, that's the third act, and it's a very heavy one because it's the last act in a way. You know, there's a coda maybe after that, and some people have these beautiful long. Codas. Another thing that's got me thinking about this is another book that I really want to read. Joan Didion, you know who she is? Sort of a New Yorker kind of writer. I've, I've never read her. She's got books out that people really love. This book, The White Album, and a couple different books. And she's had this long, creative, and uh, emotional, romantic life with this other writer named John Gregory Dunn. They did screenplays together. They did, oh fuck, I was just reading their list. And there's a bunch of movies they wrote, worked on that I know very well. I can't remember what they are right now. I probably know more of their screen work than their, their written work. You know, they've had this life together. They're both, uh, you know, as writers, as collaborators, as lovers, as friends. And, uh, yeah, we're totally fine, thanks. Anyway, she's got this new book called The Year of Magical Thinking. It just came out a couple of months ago. She's been getting a lot of writing. I haven't read it yet. It's about him dying. They sit down to dinner one night, and he just, like, 
he raises his hand and like falls flat dead on the table. And it's she's also another sort of like uh, upper middle class, I would say, you know, slightly pri privileged kind of background writer. And she writes this whole story of this year in her life, like after he, her partner died and their, their daughter was in the hospital with a severe illness, which she pulled through, and then actually after she wrote the book, she died. The daughter died, too. And it's supposed to be, it sounds like this amazing take by a lady who's like, you know, maybe she's 70 or 71 or something like that. A real cold, non-sentimental look at where you're at when you're 70, looking back on your life, what you've got to look forward to, your partner just died. Really heavy-sounding stuff. The end game. Yeah, the end game. And, you know, thinking about mortality, it's, it's, it's there, you know, it's, it's there. You, you know, your knees go, your, your, your belly, your bells, you just whatever, yeah, the whole thing. You know, it's like physical, physical reality start to creep into this situation. And, Finite so, is. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, this isn't supposed to be a whole downer, but I'm looking no. at this third act, and part of what I'm thinking is like, well, if you really separate it out as a third act, you want it to be different from the middle act, and the, the first act is youth. All of its glory, all of its in, insecurity, everything, like from the beginning to, you know, to maturity. Second act is kind of like coping with maturity establishing something in the world are you are you somebody who figures out something to do or are you a fuck up or somewhere in between or whatever it is you know everybody deals with that phase as best they can and so i was writing to my friends i was saying like okay we did it we did both these acts you know we we've, we got to this point you know mature human beings i want the next act to be something different and new in and of itself, you know? I don't want a continuation of the everyday routine that's happening right now. You were talking about you're, you're not talking to people, you're reading a lot of books, you're sitting at home. You know, whatever it is, everybody's got that place where they're at right now. You know, you get up every morning, you read the paper, you have eggs for breakfast, or whatever the hell it is. You go to work, you go to the beach, whatever. History's only repeated as yeah, cars. Yeah, and so I, I guess one potential at this point is that that life will cruise on to the end with, with ever diminishing returns or whatever it is, more frailties or whatever. But I'm, I'm kind of picturing that, I guess I'm looking for what the next thing is going to be as a thing in and of itself, this new exciting nugget, you know, and it's been kind of something that's been in, the, in my mind for a while, figuring it out, and partly having this art show was was part of the catalyst for this kind of thought, because, you know, it's something I did a long time ago, and then I've kind of done a little bit of all throughout my adult life at this point and I enjoy it and now I'm trying to do a little bit more of it and try and make it into something and see what it's going to be how it's going to fit will it really fit into the rest of what I'm doing in my life and just sort of assessing a lot of different things you know the fact that Jim's leaving the band we're going to have a whole new chapter come up in the band and part of it is really exciting and part of it is really unknown you know where's it going to go from here you know it's possibilities though yeah possibilities. possibilities exactly the sea of possibility that's that's kind of where you want to be and people drop in and out of that you know I think the tendency as you get older is to move further and further from the sea of possibility more into the known and the, the secure and the easy armchair kind of thing and, um, almost like a weird gravity yeah yeah fight again. yeah yeah that experience brings uh, kind of tepidness Mm -hmm. Although experience brings some good things. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. The middle life has yeah. over the early life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't sure. That sure. In the first life, you don't need it. I mean, you're getting a different kind of experience, just growing your body, growing your mind. The second period is all that worldly experience, you know, out in the world. Uh, what about 
Did you read Hess ever? Oh yeah. You read all that stuff? No. Narcissus and Goldman and all that. My twenties. Out in the world versus the hermit in the in the monastery. Yeah, that stuff is cool. Uh, I'm rereading all that. I was telling. I've been slowly rereading. I've been sitting on the same. I changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about this thing? Now you have children. Yes, three. You're kind of there, and it's not as conceptual as to why. Yeah. But the idea of the mentor. Thing playing in the third act. Yeah, 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 very much so. I've been thinking a lot about that. The third act is when you want to be the teacher. You know, as best you can. Every Everybody does it in their own way. Some people are much better at it than others. Um, and you got to really admire those people that, that can do that transference. And you got some thoughts and you, you figure out how to get somebody else it's excited by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of the teachers you had in your life that were meaningful, that still, like, you know, you hold a place for them inside you. They, they open your eyes in a certain way. And as, you know, what we do is supposed to be that. You know, it's maybe, whether it is always or not, that's what we're trying to do, you know? The next shift's gonna come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like letting go, you gotta admit the next shift. Sure. That's the problem with some boomers. They don't wanna let Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're almost jealous of the young people. You got to be happy for those young people, man, because everybody got that chance. And, you know, you can look back and say, well, I wish I used my chance differently or whatever. But your chance starts every day, you know, if you want to write a Hallmark card. And it does. It really does, you know. And that's why you, radical adults, Nick Godhead style, you know. I mean, I was, this was the other thing I was saying to my buddies. You know, at 50, do you become a radical adult, more politically charged, or do you fade away, you know? It's your choice. It's your choice every day. All that stuff, you know, whether you want to keep the elements of your life, how you want to juggle them, your relationship, your your working life, you know, all that stuff. Expression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just read this other really amazing book, like going back to the art, art thing, which is in my mind a lot lately, this biography of Henry Matisse, who's a, a painter that I've always loved dearly. He's dead 50 years, I guess. It's the first real serious biography of him. It's in two huge parts. One of them came out like five years ago. One of them just came out. And the story of this guy's life is, is so amazing, both in terms of like reshaping visual thinking in the 20th century, being a simple man who was completely devoted to his work. When he married his wife, he said, I love you, but I'll always love painting more. And that proved to be an absolute dictum for his whole life. I mean, by the end of his life, you know, he, was, he slept in his studio, he lived there. And he, had, he must have been successful, but, you know, there was nothing extravagant about his lifestyle. He was all devoted monkishly to the work and to that life, you know, more and more as he lived on to the expense of everything else. And like you were saying, you got to leave works. That's, he left works, man. He left works in, with, with all capital letters. And the story of him, like, getting famous and then the backlash of it from younger artists and living through World War One and then World War Two in France, you know, and not leaving the country because, as he put it, you know, if all Frenchmen leave France, what will France be? You know, will there be a France, you know? And the story of the hardships leaving, leaving through those wars over there, you know, with the Germans overrunning the country and everything, that's an amazing life story. I didn't realize how amazing the story was. I always realized how amazing the art was. But fascinating, fascinating book. Just, just a complete page turn. Really, really incredible. Man, sounds like exciting times for you. I've been making a lot of little movies. I've been making movies 
that I'm shooting on stage when we play. You know, the ends of our sets always devolve into these uh, noise, you know, long extended noise improv. And with Jim on stage too, you know, there's five of us. So there's only so much noise you can make after 20 or 30 minutes or whatever. So I was taking my little digital still camera on stage and it has a movie setting. It's, you know, it's not heavy like a video camera. It's a lightweight little thing. And just making these little movies of our noise jams at the end, shot from the onstage point of view, like standing right next to, you know, kneeling right next to Jim, like shooting him playing or Thurston or whatever. So over the last year or two years of us playing, I've got like a series of these things that have been edited. You know, I edited them in Final Cut and put them together. They're pretty, they're eight or ten minutes long. So I've got like ten or twelve of them right now. And just, I've shown a couple in little film festivals and stuff, but uh, shot one last night of the last like 20 minutes or so. Like, Last Jam with Jim, and it's really a good one. It's one of the few that somehow I had the camera sitting on my keyboard on the side of the stage. All five of us in the group, including Steve, who you can see peeking out behind the symbols, are in the frame almost the entire 20 minutes. So it's really, really cool. Just like all just just noise making. No more songs left or anything. It's, it's been fun to make those too because I've always been in, into cinema, and Lee obviously is into that stuff. So. Maybe compile them for a DVD. Yeah, yeah, some, at some point, that might be cool. Anyway, you know, lots of different stuff going on with all of us, and that's yeah. my favorite thing about what I've lucked into in this group and in this lifestyle. You know, as Wayne was saying earlier today, folks, we were in Rio de Janeiro here, and we were earlier today up at this, the giant statue of Christ that overlooks the city. It's called Christ the Redeemer. He's got his arms out. It's like a cross. He doesn't need the cross. He is the cross. And uh, we were up there looking down on the whole city, and Wayne uh, Coyne from the Flaming Lips was saying, like, damn, we, we are living the life. We're blessed to be able to see this in the flesh. You know, we're in South America. We're looking out on this in the flesh. You know, and there's definitely something about it. I've lost my, tan, my train of thought here. <laughs> but anyway, just something to do with what we're all doing you know, as a group. You know, and we, there's so many different interests, you know, visual arts, books, cinema. Opportunity, yeah, possibility. Yeah. And we're always trading ideas and stuff. And, because the know. other end of, of it, I've heard dudes that have the, done the long haul, jaded, cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not talking done, to each other. Yeah, it's just a job or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, that would that would be a no good situation, you know. <laughs> so we're lucky. We're both playing music we love, and I don't know. Like I, I have to feel like the last year or two, I feel like we played some of the the best, most interesting music of our entire career, and like that's incredible to be able to feel that way. You know, at this point, after 20, 25 years together, we're going to be 25 next year. This is another thing I could guess. Guess I could tell your listeners if they're still out there. <laughs> is that, you know, next year's 25 years for Sonic Youth. I don't know if we're going to do exactly a celebration, but there's going to be a big museum show devoted to us that's going to open in the fall next year, right when we're 25. It's going to start in Vienna. This, these curators in Europe are organizing this. It's going to be uh, all the visual art people we've worked with, so we're going to get work from Mike Kelly and from Raymond, Raymond and, you know, different people. and. Uh, our work and a lot of different musical things and performances and like album cover and flyer art and all that kind of stuff and maybe moving into the realm of like poetry and like you know Thurston collects all this visual concrete poetry they call it where it looks the way it looks on the page is what it's all what the poem is and maybe have some of that up and just just all the different offshoot areas that we're all involved in so it's pretty exciting so we'll have a new record 
It will be 25. Will be a quintet, a quartet again for the first time in five or six years, and we'll and we'll have this art show. So it should be a pretty cool year for us. I'm really looking forward to it. If we make a good record, it'll all come together. <laughs> More gigs. Yeah, yeah, gigs always, always. <laughs> but you know, you do this too. I mean, it's fun. We play these gigs in front of thousands of people. But it's like I played this art gallery gig the last week. It was jammed, but it was like 70 or 80 people got squeezed into this little room. And it's great to be able to do both. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I love playing little tiny clubs or what, what was Thurston calling it when there's nobody there when it's a Character cave? Builders. Character builder gigs. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that before. That's perfect. That's exactly oh, that what they are. Really? Really? Because you got to play those ones just as hard, you know? Harder. There's hills and valleys, like yeah. the natural man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Thanks it. so much, Lee. All right, Mike. Here, this was a pleasure. What from Pedro Show? Uh, that was Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth. Uh, last week, November 28th, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I'm talking about developments with the his life and Sonic Youth's stuff on his mind. Very interesting cat. Whoa. Yeah, it's some cool stuff Did, to say. Yeah. It's kind of low, huh? Yeah. What? Was it that low to begin with? Uh, Talking your mic there, Brother Matt. Hello, people. Here's much better. Yeah. Hmm. One, two. There we go. Back in action with the new some system. system. <laughs> yeah. So there might be some kinks and stuff, but uh, we've got some better, um, what do Mo we call More better stuff. Yeah. Fidelity. <laughs> and maybe less of the wow and hum and hiss and high end and broader um, cleaner broader spectrum of the audio realm anyway we start off the radio show the December 5th version of 2005 of the Watt from Pedro show uh, with John Coltrane doing Afro Blue live at the uh, half note uh, sorry if that idiot had to come on the end there and, <laughs> but it was a radio broadcast Be beautiful yeah, <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I played in uh, with the Stooges in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, and Sao Paulo. It was my first time down there, and it was pretty wild. Um, I enjoyed it much. Uh, the Brazilian people are very happening, and the land is happening. Uh, trippy. Sao Paulo, a big spread out city, millions and millions of people. Counting the suburbs is like over 20 million or something. <laughs> they told me there's 7 million living downtown, 6 million have cars. Wow. I mean, it was total plug. One day, uh, they told me they measure the congestion in kilometers. That was 180 kilometers of congestion. That means stopped. That's about 110, 120 miles. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the favelas, the shantytown things. And real, they're right on the hills. And there's like no roads going up to them. And it's supposedly pretty heavy. Billy Gold style? Uh, yeah, 
plywood or thin or sometimes some cinder block mm. or no, no glass in the window. In Sao Paulo, they're right next to, you know, wherever there's space uh-huh. between the big buildings. And, but, uh, you know, if they're coming on. They're, uh, you can't be judgmental on, on stuff like that, you know, because you're from another land and you appreciate what they got. And uh, like I said, people are very nice and stuff. Uh, seeing the stark contrast, I think we get a little, uh, I don't know, desensitized to our own situation. But mm-hmm. if somebody came here and went in the wrong neighborhoods, they'd be going, whoa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think it might be something like that. Um, I really uh, enjoyed going down there. And there was a lot of friends on the bill. There were big yeah, festivals. fun traveling with your friends. The Flaming Lips and the... Uh, Sonic Youth, uh, Fantomas. I talked to the two young brothers in um, Good Charlotte. I was in a video they made when they first started, and uh, here they were, and they were excited. I guess they're from Maryland, but they moved to Cali, and mm. it was neat to talk with them. Um, Killer Chow down there? There were some good Brazilian bands, too. This one band was great, uh, Zulu Nation, to translate. Huh. They speak Portuguese down there. Which looks kind of like Spanish written down, but it's pronounced way different. It sounds kind of French and Greek. Maybe I talked about that before when I was in Lisbon, but it was even more there in Brazil. Uh, Portugal's like 5 million, and Brazil's 180 million. So, it's, And it's just a different scene. It's very mixed uh, with the Indians, and also there the was the uh, Portuguese did slaving, so there's a lot of African, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's not like Portugal a lot. You can see some hints of it. And it's not uh, Hispanic, you know, like uh, the other Latin countries as much, maybe. Um, it's very distinctive. Like and all of us enjoyed it, man. We, we really got a, a trip. I wish I could have spent more days. When Lee was talking about going up to that uh, Corvado where the, the big statue of the Jesus is, and from there you can look down. See, Rio's different. Rio's on the coast, and so there's hills right there, mountains right there, and there's these islands and beaches. It's incredibly beautiful. Uh, not that Sao Paulo's not either. It's just a different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to spend some time would be, uh, more time would be kind of wild. Some monkeys in the trees and coconuts. Yeah, I liked it. It's funny, the symbol for freedom is a fist with the thumb through like this. Yeah, oh, yeah? like when the Slavs are saying, <laughs> you have to say, you know, fuck you. It's trippy, yeah, one yeah, cool culture. Twist. Well, maybe that means freedom, too. <laughs> yeah, in fact, look, on the keychain, I got a little mahogany wood one here. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip. I remember in high school they used to uh-huh. do that. And when I saw it, I saw a big old one. I was like, whoa, I thought it was. Then I saw them all around. And then, yeah, at the Jesus thing. Yeah, they that's had their formal welcome. Kitsch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah say. Anyway, it was a neat trip for me. Um, next week I'm going to Minneapolis, just uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm going to do a benefit at the First Avenue for uh, some group that promotes uh, young people getting into music, Steve McClellan, 
the old boss at the First Avenue called me and asked me to do it. And, uh, you know, it's like, what, like 15 degrees there. <laughs> but I'll leave Cali. Uh, speaking of Cali, uh, pedaling, uh, what's the thing that holds your handlebar? Fork? The, the gooseneck. Gooseneck. Cracked. Oh. While I was pedaling right that on a weld. The bars. So oh. I had to get a new one, and I got one that's one piece. It ain't a weld. No endo, though. Huh? Well, no, no endo. I, I felt it going, you know. I got pictures of it. <laughs> Incredible, the crack. It's, it's living here by the ocean with the salt, you know. I've gone through two wheels um, because um, uh, rust, you know, corrosion. Those are, the only thing now original on that bike is a frame. <laughs> Everything has been replaced. The gears, the pedals, the wheels, handlebars, just the frame and the brakes. Three chains. That sand even. The sand gets in there oh, and grinds yeah, yeah. and makes the teeth all like sharp ass. Uh, tomorrow I get the um, bench seat put in a boat. And then after that I'll put it in the unit, shelf unit. Mm. Uh, get it tour worthy. Cool. You know, I can only bring like one person in that big old boat. <laughs> so you give it all the custom touches now slowly but surely tweak it out. Yeah, I get it <laughs> tour ready. Uh, uh, but tomorrow I do that, and Pete Mazich is going to help me out. Uh, some sad news. Last week, uh, Chris Whitley passed away, a friend of mine, an incredible guitarist and singer, kind of in the blues tradition, a guy from Houston, uh, only 45 years old. Uh, very sad, but I got a song here that he uh, recently did and here it is what from Pedro show <laughs> Sunlight, your eyes asleep. Need the 
show that was uh, new cat power uh, the greatest and before that we had uh, Chris Whitley with soft dangerous shores Chris Whitley miss you much really was a good cat I don't understand life a lot of the time. He had a, he's behind a little girl. It's a little... Magic sack. <laughs> sack. <laughs> All right, brother Matt. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, it's harsh, man. One month, you just yeah. whammed. He was a good cat, man. He, we did this version, when I was doing ball hug or tugboat, we did this version of um, Blue Oyster Cult, Dominance Admission, and he played on that. And then he had me play on a tune of one of his albums. God, I wish I knew the name. Uh, can't recall. <laughs> can't recall it. I remember it was uh, 
north was like some theater he was recording it in. God, he was a good cat. I've seen him play live a couple times. Amazing. Guitarist, I guess maybe Dragonfly or something. A bizarre club like that. And he will be missed. They tried to, when he first uh, came out, they tried to make a merch, you know, and he wasn't that way. He had to make music he heard. His calling. So much respect to him. Killer Slider, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he ra really had a thing for uh, the blues. There's, he's made some records with just him on the guitar and stuff. Check out Chris Whitley if you can. And uh, I'll be thinking of him. He's a good friend of Jimbo's, too. Ah, stuff hits you like a ton of bricks. Anyway, uh, we're coming to the end of the first hour of the December 5th, 2005 Watt from Pedro show. I think uh, two weeks and a day, I'm 48. <laughs> Birthday boy. Time trip around the sun. Anyway, hold tight for hour two. December 5th, 2005. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Got television, got supervision, no suit for you. Me a blip, me a blip, me a I have excellent news for the world. There's no such thing as new wave. It does not exist. It's a, it's a figment of uh, lame Kant's imagination. There was never any such thing as new wave. It was a polite thing to say when you were trying to explain you were not into the boring old rock and roll, but you didn't dare to say punk because you were afraid to get kicked out of the fucking party and they wouldn't give you coke anymore. There's new music, there's new underground sound, there's noise, there's punk, there's power pop, there's ska, there's rockabilly, but new wave doesn't mean shit. Now, I'm
Conspiracy theories abound in uh, American politics. Uh, I don't think we need to be subliminable about the differences between our views on prescription drugs. cannot let terrorists and rogue nations hold this nation hostile or hold our allies hostile. See, without the tax relief package, there would have been a deficit. But there wouldn't have been the commiserate, uh, the, 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 not commiserate, the, the, the kick to our economy that occurred as a result of the tax relief. You said we're headed to war in Iraq. I don't know why you say that. I hope we're not headed to war in Iraq. I'm the person who gets to decide, not you. So in my state of the my state of the union or state my speech to the nation, whatever you want to call it, I asked Americans to give four thousand years, four thousand hours over the next or the rest of your life of service to America. That's what I asked. I said two four thousand hours. To seniors, we understand how important prescription drug coverage. So prescription drugs will be an integral part of the Medicare plan. It's in the interest of uh, uh, long-term peace in the world that we uh, work for a free and secure and peaceful Iraq. A peace, free and secure Iraq in the midst of the Middle East will have enormous historical impact. Free and...
A pence, friends. A pence, friends. Pence, 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 I'm the first to get to decide, not you. A pence, friends. I'm the first to get to decide, not you. A pence, friends. I'm the first to get to decide, not you. A pence, friends. I'm the first to get to decide, not you. A pence, friends. I'm the first to get to decide, not you. A pence. I'm the first to get to decide, not you. A pence, friends. I'm the first to get to decide, not you. A pence, friends. Very rack, very rack, very very rack. In the midst, in the midst, in the midst. Commiserate the 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 commiserate the the commiserate the 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 commiserate the 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 the
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, that was Agit Pop with um, Free Bass Stream, something brand new from them. Um, uh, they're back in action after many years' hiatus. Great band from Poughkeepsie, New York. Remember uh, French Connection? Do you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie? Uh, before that, we had uh, something. From, uh, I got sent this by uh, a guy named Rick Bartow. He took a Banyan song, Israelite, and he mixed it with uh, some unknown guy uh, who had quite a talent for diction. I guess they call those mashups. And uh, remember, we heard one with the white lines. Yeah, yeah, he has some of that coming up. Yeah, this guy <laughs> he's, seems to be on a lot of things, a lot of mashups. Anyway, around. Rick um, Bartow and Banyan with a tune called "Peants Free Ants," <laughs> and then we had Claude. Kick boy Bessie with a little spiel from the decline of Western civilization where he uh, enlightens you to the essence of new wave and how jive that is. And we started the second hour out with the germs doing media blitz off their GI record. Um, a couple days ago, I got to play um, with my original second man, Pete and Jer, opening up for the germs. It was 25th anniversary of their last gig. To the day, and it was an emotional thing for me. Uh, I got a uh, armband. I mean, I, ha I had one in the old days, but I lost it. I used it for a tour about fifteen years ago. I think it might be in the jacket here. I think I left it in the pocket. Trip on this, brother Matt. Uh, Here, here we go. Oh, it's got Velcro. Updated. The old ones didn't have <laughs> Velcro. So look at that. And I wore it on my flannel. Cool. And it was kind of a neat freak out for the... There was a lot of young people there, you know. I didn't get to see them in the day. And of course, it's only three quarters of them. Pat... Don and Lorna, they were great. And then this young guy named Shane West uh, did the singing. And I thought he did a good job. Uh, Darby's mom was there at Soundcheck. I, I met her and his sister. I missed Darby a lot. He was uh, something else. And it was always a dream of the Minutemen to uh, open for the germs. We never got to, but got the closest thing to it, I guess. Um, it's quite a night. It was trippy, too. At the end of the gig, I pack up all my stuff, and uh, I'm in the boat. I parked right across the street. It was at the old Gazzari's. It's called the Key Club now. It's kind of cornball. Well, it was cornball in those days. Do you remember Bill Gazzari? Yeah, I'm the godfather of rock. Rock, and only foxy guys play my stage. <laughs> Whereas uh, the Minutemen 
Never got to play there, of course. <laughs> but anyway, we tried. Um, so I'm going to pull away in the boat, and there's a young guy on the street waiting for a ride. And, um, uh, you know, I open the window, and he goes, you're going to Pedro? And I was like, well, wow. How's this cat know that? I said, sure. He goes, I live in Pedro. In fact, he lived on 14th, a block from where I used to live all those years in the man boat uh, there. Anti Perkov's building, uh, where Vince Perkov uh, lived, and Martin Tembrovich for a little bit. Anyway, uh, he lived a block from there. So the whole ride home, you know, he wanted to hear about the old days and stuff. And I don't think he even told me his name, but he's a cool kid, you know. And uh, he had a learned surf guitar. He's playing surf guitar, and man, what a trip! So maybe I was destined to take him home if I was going to relive in, uh, in a weird way the old days. Be uh, brought back to my sense of somebody from these days who was curious about those days, who probably wasn't even, I'm sure he wasn't even born then. How old is he? He was a young guy. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, he pedals. He's like Raul. Uh, no driving. So. Uh, get the boat and dry dock? Yeah. Yeah, the old boat. So this cat, uh, yeah, I took him in the new boat home after the germs came. Somebody threw a sack of sugar on stage. I think a trash can came up. There was a jar of peanut butter. And it was, uh, it was uh, a trip. I know uh, people might bum, you know, why do it without Darby, but uh, I don't know. I, I liked it. I don't know if it's ethical. It. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's my honor now to bring you Brother Matt's Spin Cycle. Thank you. Helen, Roy, and Ray will play for us. So slip off your shoes and let's run on the spot. Are you ready? And...
job. And it's hard work. It is hard work. It's hard work. It's incredibly hard. Believe me. But I think it's worth it, Jim. I think it's worth it. Because I know in the long term, it will set such a powerful example that we can look back and say we did our duty. Duty. and say, hey, come on, be accountable for your life. Get your shit together and let's go on with this. Let's meet these challenges as they come. And if we meet them as a community or if we meet them as a group or if we meet them as a family or if we meet them by ourselves, if we are alone, we are not alone because God is with us with each and every breath. And what better person than God could you have to watch your back? don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Don't take a part of it, don't do it. That's all I'm saying. And yet the biggest part I'm saying is you don't have to do any of it to be God. Because you're a God every time you take a breath. God is within you. Each of you carry your own. You carry your own way. You have your own relationship. 
relationship and have your own ideas and concepts about God. So join with us in this prayer that we have. Join with us in this opening prayer that we have here as individuals and multiple gods all in one place. Let us come together at this time and this place and bring as much peace and healing here as we can. Where the referee's son started way in advance But still, you live in the American dream Silk PJ sheets and down pillows Who the fuck would wanna wake up? You got it good like hot sex after the breakup Your four-car garage is just more space to take up You even bought your mama new whip, scrapped the jalopy Thousand-dollar habit, million-dollar hobby You a success story, everybody wanna copy But few work for it, most get jerked for it If you think that you can ignore it, you ignore it A fat wallet still never made a man free They say to eat good, yo, you gotta swallow your pride But dead that game plan, I'm not Satisfied. The poor get worked, the rich get richer, the world is worse, do you get the picture? The poor get dead, the rich get depressed, the ugly get mad, the pretty get stressed, the ugly get violent, the pretty get gone, the old get stiff, the young get stepped on. Whoever told you that it was all good lies, so don't get fists up, you're not satisfied. Got my old earth wearing a mask and gloves to get a mail. I know a older guy that lost 12 close peeps on 911. Why you kicking up punchlines and puns, man? Fuck that shit. This is serious biz. By time Bush is done, you won't know what time it is. If it's wartime or jail time, time for promises and time to figure out where the enemy is. The same devils that you used to love to hate. They got you so gassed and shook now. You scared to debate. The same ones that traded books for guns, smuggled drugs for funds, and had fun letting off 41. But now it's all about NYPD caps and Pentagon bumper stickers for jokes. It's still a nigga It ain't right Them cops and them firemen die That shit is real tragic But it damn sure ain't magic It won't make the brutality disappear It won't pull equality From behind your ear It won't make a difference In a two-party country If the president cheats To win another four years Now don't get me wrong There's no place I'd rather be The grass ain't greener On the other genocide But tell Huey Freeman Don't forget to cut the lawn And uproot the weeds Cause I'm not satisfied The poor get worse The rich get richer The world gets worse You get the richer The poor gets dead the rich get depressed, the ugly get mad, the pretty get stressed, the ugly get violent, the pretty get born, the old get stiff, the young get stepped on. Whoever told you that it was all good lies, to throw your fists up, you're not satisfied. Thank you. 
Order, order, order. 
Conspirators depend for the success of their satanic plot. There's been a lot of talk about this next song. The song is not a rebel song. The song is Sunday, like Sunday. I can't believe the news today. I can't close my eyes and make it go away. We sing this song. How long? Too, too, too long. For too long. Tonight, we can be as one. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Broken bottles under children's feet. Bodies strewn across the dead damn streets. But I won't need the battle call. It puts my back up, puts my back up against the wall. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Let's roll. And the battle's just begun. This many lost, and who has won? The trenches dug within our hearts. Mothers, children, brothers, sisters, born apart. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. We sing this song. How long? Too, 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 too long. For too long. Tonight, we can be as one. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Let's roll. Anyone who wants more details on my agenda can find them online. The web address is not very imaginative, but it's easy to remember. Wipe the tears from your eyes. Wipe your tears away. Wipe your tears away. Wipe your tears away. Wipe your bloodshot eyes. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Let's roll. Tomorrow they die. Sunday, 
Now, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's different kind of cats. You see, now, like this here cat sitting over there. He probably, George Washington cat, you see. He dig George making it across the stream with the eyes and stomping soldier and all that. And that cat over there, he probably a Benny Franklin cat. He probably, he's, he's, he's with Benny Franklin. But myself, I'm a Lincoln cat. There's me. I dug sweet old swinging nonstop. Heavy-headed. Sweet Abe. You just call him Lanky Link. That's what they call a cat back in them days, Lanky Link. Four big hits and seven licks ago, ah, before daddy swung forth upon this sweet, groovy land, a swinging, stomping, jumping, blowing, wailing new nation. Hip to the cool groove of liberty and solid scent with the ace lick and all the studs, chicks, cats, and kitties, red, white, all blue, is created level in front. In state talk the same, dig with the mean. Now we are hung with a king-sized main day Civil drag, sounding of whether that nation or any up there nation dig so hipped and so solid scent can stay with it all the way. We's here to dig this chop beaten session on the site of the ways jazz blown in the entire issue. Get his mother boy. We have stomped out here to turn on a small soil stash of the before-mentioned hassle site as a finer, sweet, sod pad for those who laid it down and left it there so that this jumping happy beat might blow Forevermore. And we all dig that this is the straightest lick ever. But digging it harder from afar, we cannot take no wailing bows. We cannot mellow. We cannot put down the stamp of the nails on this sweet sod. Because the strong non-stop studs both digging it and dug under it, who hassled here, have mellowed it with such a wild, mad beat that we can hear it, but we can't touch it. Now the wildcats will short dig. You hear what I say, short dig. The long stash in their wigs, what we is beating our chops around here. But it can never successfully shade what they vanced here. It is for us the swinging to pick up the dues of these fine studs who cut out here and fly it through to Ensville. It is hither for us to be signified to the glorious dig that we can't miss with all these bulging eyes. 
that from all these A-stamp studs, we double our love kick to that righteous ride for which these cats had sounded the last nth bong of the bell of their bell that we here wanted struck up straight for all to dig that these departed studs shall not have split in vain that this nation under the great swinging knives shall room up a whopper of endless Mardi Gras and that the big law of you states by you studs and for you kiddies shall not be scratched from the big race and that's why I'm a Lincoln cat. from Pedro show that was French toast with float away Gettysburg address before that by Lord Buckley that was right after brother Matt's amazing spin cycle thank you much brother Matt 
And we're at the end of the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show, December 5, 2005 edition. Welcome, Senor Twan. Twan in the house. Hold tight for hour three. December 5th, 2005. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And here's part E of Moon Over Morocco. Jack has disappeared. Sunny Skies and Cosba Kelly believed that Jack left the festival to visit a city called the Mazamuda. But when they asked the direction of the Mazamuda, the answer they received was straight up. Sunny Skies and I caught the next bus back to Marrakesh. It was late afternoon by the time we arrived at the hotel. We were picking up our room keys at the desk when the concierge handed me a note. Message, monsieur. Who's it from? I don't know. What does it say? Uh, Forgive me for disappearing last night. Somehow I found myself on a bus to Telaway. Then I found myself hitchhiking back to Marrakesh. I'm all right now, asleep in my room. I'm sorry about the trouble I caused. Well, that's something. From here on, I must insist that you stop seeing me as your responsibility. Otherwise, there will be only further problems. But lest this should sound harsh, please understand that I honestly have appreciated your concern. I must now continue without hindrance, even if it means the loss of my sanity. Yours truly, Jack. Uh, Now what, Mr. Kelly? Who knows? Hmm. I think the best thing to do is to get him back to Tangier. Maybe that'll cool him down a bit. He wants to be left alone. Hmm, yeah. You're planning to drag him back there against his will? Sonny, this is no country to flip out in. I've watched too many people come to Morocco and go bananas. But how can you take it upon yourself to be someone's policeman? Normally, I wouldn't give a damn. I couldn't care less if someone wants to freak out and run amok in the streets. But Jack is pushing himself. He wants to become psychotic. That hotel collapsing around him, he had us all believing that actually happened. Getting down on his hands and knees and kissing a cobra on the mouth? I mean, not exactly normal behavior. And dancing with that with that uh, knife last night. He's not only going to flip out, he's probably going to get his gizzard cut out in the process. Yes. He's even got me here in Bells. 
I don't care if I have to strap him to his suitcase. I'm hauling him back to Tangier. And you're bigger than him. Right. Now I'm going to get some sleep. I'll have the concierge wake me up if Jack tries to check out. Otherwise, I'll see you at dinner. Have my friends returned? Oui, monsieur. Hmm. Are they in their rooms? Oui. I give them message. Okay. You go for a walk? Yes. You go for a walk in Medina? Yes, but I'll be back for dinner. Very good. Have a nice walk. Darkness is my shadow. Now I can see the inscription. Standing in the way of our own light. The way. Those were the words hidden by the shadow. I couldn't read the words because my darkness covered it. It means I've been standing in the way of my own light. Blocking my own light. got to get back to the mountains. The gate is at the festival. The great stone circle. And the music is the vehicle to enter through the gateway. Incredible. It's all come together. At last. Kasbah Kelly's Kelly speaking. Monsieur Kelly? Yeah, what? It is eight o'clock and dinner being served. Dinner? Oh. Um, will you also wake up Miss Skies? Oui, monsieur. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, have you seen Mr. Flanders? Oui, monsieur. He leave you message. Another one? Can you read it to me? Oui. He hasn't checked out? No, monsieur. Hmm. Message say... Dear Kelly, I have just discovered... Discovered, isn't it? Discovered, uh, discovered. Yeah. The remaining two teeth. Uh, 
was that again? Standing. Standing, yeah. Ah, right. thank you. Standing in the way of our own light. I believe the gateway will ah uh, ah uh, appear again. Yeah. This time, I'm prepared. Prepared. Yeah. To dive in head first. Don't worry. Be happy. Jack. Yeah. That's it? Oui. Hmm. Uh, there was a bus schedule by the desk. Do you know if there's any more buses going to the festival? Wait one moment, please. Oui. Last bus leave 6.30. Hmm. No more leaving tonight? No. That only bus. <sighs> okay. Thanks. Oh, uh, connect me to room 95. Yes? It's Kelly. Listen, Jack's left for the festival again. He caught the last bus. I'm going to get a bite to eat and see if I can catch him. How? With a net? Rent a car. Oh. So, uh, I'll see you sometime tomorrow. What? You're not serious. I'm going with you. How big a gap do we have to close? He's about three and a half hours ahead. Three and a half hours? How did he get so far? Remember, it took an hour and a half just to rent this car. They have the slowest queues in the world. Just to buy a stamp at the post office takes at least 30 minutes. We'll be able to go twice as fast as the bus he's on. So I figure we'll get there, well, maybe an hour after. You think he'll be back inside that circle again? I don't understand the trance state, but I imagine the whole thing flips over. The conscious mind goes under and the unconscious mind comes up. I don't know. Who knows? The pattern is returning. It's all becoming visible again. Soon the gate will appear. All the shadows have been removed. Standing in the way of our own light. Soon the sky will begin to boil. The colors will appear. The design will shape itself. The gateway will unfold. I mustn't hesitate. Not for an instant. I must not hesitate. Couldn't you have rented a larger car? Can't you go any faster? How much farther is it? First, no, I couldn't. Second, no, this road is really steep. And third, we're almost there, so shut up. Look at that moon. It's terrible. A little ominous, maybe. Come on. I don't see him. Darn it, something's not the same. The musicians are playing in the same place. They've shifted. I know it's got something to do with the moon. So, where would Jack be? Maybe it's, it's like an axis and the groups have moved around. Right. But how? There he is. Oh, Christ. Look at him. He's totally out of it again. The gates. I can see them now. They're opening. I must move now, quickly. Now, quickly. What are you going to do? 
I'm gonna tackle him. You think that's wise? No. You got a better idea? Can't we just uh, keep an eye on him? I'm not gonna wait for those knives to come out again. In I go. It swirls before me. Why can't I enter? What what's holding me back? I must move now before it fades. Now! Now! Gotcha! Watch! Got him! He's got him! I fall again. What the hell? He's vanished. Where did he go? A strainer is none the worse for having another hole. Mind if I put on the radio? What kind of radio stations do they have in Marrakesh? I think they've got a couple of French and a couple of Arabic stations. What do they play on the Arabic? Egyptian music. Popular stuff. It's horrible. That's it there. Doesn't sound so bad. Oh, it's all the same. Movie music. You can even hear the people talking and shouting. They take it right off of the soundtracks. There. You hear that? Right off the soundtrack. The Moroccans prefer that. They love it. They listen to it all day long. In fact, if the batteries on their transistor radio is struck dead by Allah, it's the worst thing that could happen to them. You don't think we should contact the police? Huh? You know, about Jack's disappearance. You don't think it'll do any good, huh? You think he's actually gone to the Mazamuda? Are you thinking anything? all the people that laughed when we asked them in what direction was Mazamuda. One pointed straight up, one pointed straight down, two pointed to their foreheads, two pointed to their chest and their heart, and one pointed with his thumb south. Maybe, maybe it's in the Sahara Desert. The thing that gets me is just when I was going to tackle him, right? Yeah. He leaped into the air, straight up. But I got him, kazow. And the next thing... Poof, he's gone. He also ripped the pocket right off of his coat. There it is. You know, there was a note in it. Pattern? Looks just like a bunch of lines. He's written someone's name on here. Fatma Tajim. Do you know who that is? No idea. Jack doesn't distinguish between mental and physical. It's all reality to him. Did you know that? No. Yeah. He figured the gates existed somewhere, but he needed to be in a particular state of mind to see them, and he needed a vehicle to ride in on. And anyway... Yeah, if you'll tune out that station. I was trying to get it together in my head. 
Jack believes in other dimensions. I think he feels that science has avoided all the opportunities to study these dimensions, or whatever you call them, because they can only be seen through the mind. There's no way of physically measuring these other dimensions, measuring them accurately, that is. And our science is based upon repetitious accuracy of measurement. I didn't know you were interested in that sort of stuff. I think I understand. Jack felt that the way we see things is static, frozen, like looking at a frozen lake. But when it begins to crack, to come apart, we begin to see things beyond, between the cracks. Worlds, dimensions, unicorns, fairies, satyrs, gods, anything, demons, spirits, all of mythology, and even beyond all that. The thing that people can't yet accept is that if you think something, it exists. It may not exist physically, but it does exist. That's a hard one for people to accept. So, the Masmuda is a state of mind? It's probably a place. Really? Where? Mojo might know. Or he can find out. You think these people have a lot of secrets like that? Man, we're, we're like steam locomotives chugging through their culture. And they're like a bunch of kids watching us go by. You know the secrets kids can have. Adults can't possibly share them. Why? Because we're so practical. Well, first to the hotel. Pick up our stuff, then to the airport. We'll leave the car there and then back to Tangier. Yeah, Kelly. We're practical. See this here? That's the Grand Soko, and this line is the street that runs toward the Casbah. And this line is the street running off that. And this is the street running off that. And then the short one is where another one runs off that. And this name, Fatma Tajin, is the person who lives at the end there. Well, do you know who she is? No, she's probably a witch. A witch? You mean, uh... You know, yeah, she deals in herbs, potions... Looks to me like Jack was doing some kind of business with her boss. 
I'll check on it tomorrow. Uh, one other thing. What did you find out about that girl? You mean uh, Lila Ulupi? Yeah. That's a funny one, boss. The contest she said Lila never was. Maybe just like that hotel collapsing. Never was. Come on, Mojo. The contest said she had a dream, you know, where she introduced this girl Lila to Mr. Jack. She's saying she saw Lila in a dream, and that's all? That's it, boss. She never more than a dream. The old bag's telling the truth? Maybe yes, maybe no. Who knows? Only the shadow, he know. <laughs> when I first mentioned Lila's name, you were startled. Who is she? I don't know, boss. Sometimes I hear a name and just causes some pictures. Like a flash, for an instant. Like one frame. Whoever she is, I suppose she'll thicken the plot a little. I can only guess. Ahmed, you want to get that? Your eyes are lighting up. I take it this is going to be a pretty far-out guess. Maybe. Uh, this is a guess, you know. Right. Well, I figure... It is for you, Kelly. It is Miss Sunny Skies. Okay. Yeah, Sonny? Kelly, listen. A message was delivered to me about a half an hour ago. Yeah? It's a invitation. It's worded like an invitation, but it's more like a demand. Well, maybe it yeah, is an invitation, who, who's, but it, who's it from? The Countess de Zazinia? She requests my presence for tea tomorrow at her villa. Mm. Her chauffeur will pick me up at five. Well... Looks like your big break has come. What? You're breaking into Tangier's high society. Congratulations. Well, it's almost like a come-or-else invitation. Look, don't let that wrinkled old relic of some collapsed aristocracy bother you. It's the only way she can say hello. You think I should go then? Well, why not? She scares me. Sonny, a toothless old biddy like that? How fast can she hobble? Three miles an hour? The thing you'll have to put up with is her big mouth and her flappy tongue. But watch out for the edges. It's like a straight razor. I think I can handle that. But I don't know why I feel so uneasy. She loves to make people feel uneasy. It gives her the upper hand. So you think it's all right? You make the decision. Thanks, Kelly. Good night. Damn it. That's one thing I can't stand about women, asking men to make their decisions for them. Uh, what were we talking about? Lila, the dream girl. Mm, yeah. You think Jack dreamed of her, too? In a sense, boss. So, where do you think she came from? Out there, boss. Uh, me no sabe. Lila is one of them others, you know? No, more. Do, boss. I, I used to have this friend called Quagmire Jones, and he used to say that all that stuff about spacemen come from other planets back during prehistoric times, and they land and help the dumb natives, that's a lot of crap. Mm, yeah. Quagmire Jones says that uh, these people come from the inner worlds, and they lay stuff on us all the time through our imagination like that, but, but Quagmire says it ain't often you recognize one out on the street because they ain't out there. So? I guess, boss, that she's a dream girl that can step right through from one dimension to another 
as easy as putting your foot through a pie crust. Quagmire Jones would say, Now look what we stepped in here. <laughs> Take care. The sleep of non-existence will overtake you at last. For the coming and going of the breath is but the rocking of the cradle. Fez and Marrakesh are the two best cities in Morocco, I think. Except now traffic's starting to get into parts of the Medina and Marrakesh. It's tough watching a country slowly slide into civilization. Anyway, I prefer the villages. Jack has disappeared. Stepped into some very thin air. Sunny Skies received an invitation from the Contessa. For tea at the Contessa's villa. So what else is new? to do the imitation. <laughs> He's quite good. And Yahya is in good spirit today, my darling. Yahya, a, a cream or lemon? Lemon, thank you. Ah. This is a lovely villa you have, Comtesse. Oui, oui. It is home. As much as any place may be called home. <laughs> I've been told that there are many Europeans living here in Tangiers. Oui, oui, oui. And that some of them can never return to their native countries. Who wants to return? Is it anyone's concern but their own? Uh, you have not visited Morocco before? This is my first visit. Ah, Morocco is an intriguing country, no? Yes, it is. Ah. My dear, I am very, very fond of Monsieur Flander. Is he not a hero? A hero? Oui, oui, oui. Un hero. To push himself to the point of breakthrough. That is heroic, non? Heroic or stupid? Ah? I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean for that to say. No, 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 If Jacques was heroic. And he was heroic. If he was stupid, so he was. Your comment does not alter what he is. I see. Or what he was. Do you think, peut-être, he has mort? Died? I hope not. I was considering seance. You give a seance? Oh, no, 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 no. I know someone. If he has passed on, we may reach him. I'm looking for Fatma Tajim. She has a shop around here. That way? Thanks. I'm looking for Fatma Tajim. Over there. Okay, thanks. Hmm. Herbs all over the place. Phew. 
All kinds of junk in here. I wonder where that old woman is. She's been sitting there, perfectly still, watching me. I see you've been watching me. I watch everyone. Hmm. A friend of mine came here recently, within the last week. Uh, this is his picture. His name is Jack Flanders. Ah. Oh, you remember him. Why? What did he buy from you? I don't know. Here, this money is for you, if you remember. How much you got? This much. Ten durhams. Let me count. Uh, you count after you tell me. Now, what did this man buy from you? Thirty durhams, I tell No, no, ten durhams. What did he buy? Twenty-five dirhams, I tell everything. Fifteen dirhams, you tell everything. Twenty-five dirhams. Fifteen, dirhams. my last offer. Twenty to twenty dirhams, I tell you. All right, forget it. I'll find out some, wait, some other... Wait, 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 wait. Seventeen dirhams, I tell you. Fifteen, no more. All right, you give me, I tell Your friend buy herbs. I know that. Which herbs? For the head. Herbs for the head? Yes. Herbs for the head. Ah, they do not make music now as they did in the 1930s. Oh, they don't. Thank God. Why do you listen if you, if you don't like it? I did it? not say I did not like you. The music reminds me of better days. There is uh, too much traffic, too many people everywhere. Still, uh, some things remain. I like the pungence of the spice to a salt the nostril. Ah, and the feeling of the breeze, hot breeze. And the listening to the rustle of the palm tree. And still the same moon shine down upon the mountain and the desert. Except it is no longer the same virgin moon, since also the idiots have made their giant step for mankind. <laughs> Sticking the stiff flag in the earth. Oh, nature will balance herself on the séjour. Don't you think, The thought frightens me. She has already begun. I can feel her movement grow stronger every day. I guess... Wars being impractical and certainly unjust. Unjust war? Are you politically aware, person, mademoiselle Ciel? I'm not an expert, but I we have all have opinion. opinion. But to have opinion of a which we do not know is a shameful misuse of energy. Do not you think so? When you put it that way, yes. But no. I feel a science may have value if Jacques is. And since Jacques is bright, I assume he will know whether he is dead or not. What? What are you implying? I imply nothing. People die and they do not know they are dead. This is common. Really? Oui, 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 vraiment. They do not know they are dead. They continue doing what they did when they were alive. Even though they're dead? Oui, oui, oui. Tchut! 
la même chose et same thing every day. Pick up the lunch pail, go to work, punch the time clock, have the dinner, yell at the children, go to sleep. Ah. Which herbs did he take for his head? Mm-hmm. Come on now, don't mm-hmm. tell me you can't remember. Which herbs did uh, you sell him? Who knows? You knows. I mean, you know. Okay, here's ten more durums. Now, which herbs? All right, twenty durums. Well, how much do you want? Look, I, I'm not going to tell the authorities. I just want to know the name of the herbs that you sold this man. Was it for his headaches? Was it to make him feel happy? To see things? Visions? One hundred durums. I cannot remember. Did someone tell you not to remember? I don't remember. You want some tea? I have fixed. No, no. I have other places to go. Thanks. For a time, those who have lost the physical body are usually within easy reach through the usual methods employed for this purpose. But when the freshly dead get uh, further along and are much out of touch with the material world, then directing their attention backward may be injurious to them. We must consider their welfare. You mean that after a person dies, they go on? I mean, they go on working on themselves? Is everyone your age so uninformed? Is everyone your age so informed? Eh, bien, ma petite, bien. But to continue, a good medium is like a telephone, a direct line to the, the dead. Too bad people are wasting this direct dial with such boring conversation. I don't think Jack is dead. No matter if he is or if he is not. What do you mean? Perhaps his work here may be done. You're a believer in reincarnation? Do you a rational explanation for reincarnation? If a rational explanation is possible, I'd certainly like to hear it. Well, it is trusting. Tomorrow I will describe for you what happens after death. I think you may enjoy yourself tomorrow. Thank you.
show that was 5-8 with I Can't Stand It uh, before that was Jan Dick with Naked in the Afternoon uh, Brother Matt wasn't aware of Jan Dick yeah I wasn't hip to that yeah he's, he's a very mysterious uh, cat uh, probably from Texas I mean that's where the records came out made records the last Maybe 20 albums the last 20 years. And, Didn't uh, mention Cowboys in there. Started doing gigs. 
Uh, last year he played in England. I think he's going to do a couple here in the U.S. And uh, very strange, trippy kind of cat. J a J a n d e k. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because his stuff is pretty out there. But search out for him on the internet and you get into the Jandek uh, legacy story. Um, experience. And now we got some uh, Coffee Brown, Watford Bedro Show.
Scott from Pedro's show. That's Turbo Negro from Oslo, Norway. Before that, we had uh, Calexico with uh, Iron and Wine doing Prison on Route 41. And we start off with Wanna Love You, Coffee Brown. And we're at the end of yet another Watt from Pedro show. This time with better sound, better fidelity. Cool. Uh, We didn't get to speak with uh, Brother Tuan who came by, but he graced us with his presence. He spieled to us while Jack was having his adventure, (laughs) but then he had to take off on his skateboard. (laughs) Happy trip. Get out of town. Get out of Pedro. He's here to visit family, huh? Yeah, yeah, his folks live not too far. Yeah, he didn't skate too far, did he? The homeland. (laughs) He's just up the block or something. Uh, Well, his folks are other side of town, but uh, compared to his pad, this is pretty close. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, What's coming up? I don't have gigs this week. Ain't that a trip? But the next week's I do. I think I got... 10 gigs in December, so a lot of playing. Uh, next week, be back. Another yeah. show. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah, John Talley Jones, I think. 17th, maybe. That's what cool. he was talking next cool. weekend. John Talley Jones from the Urinals. Uh, will join us as a guest, and we'll play stuff from his Happy Squid label. And uh, Urinals was a huge influence on the Minutemen, so it would be quite an honor to have him aboard. Um, anyway, it's the end of another Watt from Pedro show, the December 5th, 2005 edition. Um, well, like I always say, (laughs) keep your powder dry.